welcome to the Vault Studios NFL Podcast, an Australian twist on all things NFL. The boys are cracking into a nice cold beer from Burnley Brewing. Let's join them. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, J.A., and I am joined, as always, by my great mate, my Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, super fan, mega fan, Richie Garraway. How are you, buddy? I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, look, we just found out tonight we're going into another two weeks of lockdown, which will mm. make us, will break the record for the longest lockdown in the world in Melbourne, Victoria. In Victoria. So, I uh, just wanted to thank the uh, state government for all their hard work um, and also thank the people that decided to have an engagement party with two positives on the weekend and super spread yes. again. So, thank you to them. Um, to, those, to those people in particular... Mm. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you up your stupid asses. Yep. And you know what? I They're already coming out going, oh, do you know how many messages we're getting about it? Yep. You've made your bed. Good. Fucking enjoy lying they, in it. I hope they get sent hate mail as well. Do you know Good the thing, Richie, mail, as well? Handwritten. And I was thinking about it. Like, me and you are pissed off, right? We're annoyed because we want to go back to football and we want to we want to have our lives back, right? Which is totally fair. There are people that are going to lose their jobs from this. There are people that are going to kill themselves from this because the suicide rate is continually to get higher. There are people that are going to be affected way worse than us. And I just I, I just really want to highlight the next level of selfishness you must have to put yourself having a fucking engagement party above all that. Like, it's just... There are people that can't celebrate the death of their loved ones because of lockdowns and you think it's okay to have 120 people at your house. And then have you seen the video of them joking about it? it it's just sickening. Fucking... Really boils my blood, but you know we're not a we're not a politics show, Richie. But I just wanted to use said I like to use my whatever platform we have here to express our feelings and fuck you, those guys. And if you are thinking of doing that, pull your head in and think about someone else other than yourself, because I'd love to go and have a beer with my mates too and enjoy my life, but we can't. So everyone does. Everyone's got issues. Think about the bigger picture, though. You are really could be really affecting people's lives in ways that you don't understand. So don't be selfish, pricks. That's the message of the show. But that being said, let's get into other people who are affected by this sort of bullshit. Our good friends at Burnley Brewing absolutely love Burnley Brewing's work. What do you got? My second last coffee brown. Oh, so do you know? So the winner of uh, last month was uh, our good friend Regan up in um, up in Queensland. He is Queensland in Toowoomba, and he said to me that the coffee was good, but he preferred the. Raspberry? I think he said the raspberry. Oh, no, no, he didn't. Wait. Which one did he say? I want to I wanna double check. Those okay. styles are very, very different. Hold a second. That raspberry is a neeper, isn't it? Uh, no, he said mango pineapple lager, which is actually... Have you had that one yet, Rich? Uh, yes. Yeah, I have had that. It's That's actually good. very good. I've got some in my uh, wall of beer behind me. So I'll uh, have to drop... Yeah. I, I think I'm due to, drop, to drop, drop off a box to you, Richie. So I'll uh, make sure I do. But yeah. yeah the in... They're in a different wheelhouse. Very, very tasty. The the coffee brown, actually, for those who... Brown ales are are rare. There are not a lot of them. And Mm. the only one that's really commercially made and available is is the classic Newcastle brown. Nuki. From... um, Not Burnley. From the UK. Not from Burnley. It's fine. It's a good mass-produced brown because there's not many. What they did with that coffee brown, though, it, it borders in the area of stouts and, and heavier beers, but it's not that far. Mm. And the coffee's not too strong. It's, 
It's just a great beer. Like, good on you, Burnley. Yeah. I think it's the best thing they've ever produced. It's I amazing. Think, I think alone we have earned our sponsorship purely from our just genuine talk <laughs> about their coffee beer. And the people just say all the time, it's they're so like, good. is it really that good? The like, people that know me, they're like, you don't even really like coffee. And I'm like, I, trust me, it's just, it's on another level, this beer. It's outstanding. Fantastic. Yeah, Fantastic. so I'm all about it. Um, also, our second sponsor, our very good friends at Dark Horse Electrics, uh, their operator, owner, complete legend, Kansas City Chiefs super fan, Dylan. Um, if you need any electrical needs, give him a follow, um, give him a call. I can promise you I use him personally in a lot of my work. I'm a, I'm a construction supervisor and Dylan is my absolute go-to guy. So um, you cannot go wrong with him. Make sure you give him a look and make sure, guys, go to Burnley Brewing, go to Dark Horse Electrics, give them all a follow, a like, hit him up. Um, show them the support, show them the love that uh, the the community can bring them. Uh, Richie, we did the uh, the um, Patreon break last like, couple of weeks ago on live on the show. Went to the great man Junior. I was really wrapped for Junior because he's a big Juju Smith Schuster fan and Steelers fan. So it was good to see it go to a good home. Um, next month, it's in a bag over there. I won't get it out. If, if you, if you want to go see it, go to the last one. It's a Keenan Allen signed jersey, um, which is. An awesome prize. Ken Allen's an absolute outstanding player for the, the LA Chargers. So make sure you get around that. So we had a couple of new people sign up. And my my good mate, Ryan Leggett, um, former Ranger, having a year off this year to be a firefighter, which is really cool. He signed up this week. So shout out to you, Lego. Absolutely love your work, mate. Missing you around the club. So I hope, hope you're doing well and don't be a stranger. Um, but thank you to all our patrons. It seriously goes a long way to, um, to helping the studio and and um, continue helping us continue to grow. So appreciate you guys. And um, I think we're only three off. We get three more. We go to two signed memorabilia a month. So get on to your mates. Said you want to double your chances basically of getting it. And if we get to 30, which is 13 off, um, I'll start doing full-size helmets. And that's what, you know, that, that should be the goal because um, the full-size helmets are sick as you can see to my um, horrible addiction I have behind me. And keep messing with my cabinets and building new things. This I've never thought I'd care so much about a room, Richie. I just constantly like Sophie's like, oh, you're always just fiddling down there, and I'm like, yeah, it's my space. Just, I like it. It's my area. They're just it's my spot. That's mine. I can do what I want. I can have it how I want. It's it's cool. So, um, yeah, get in the patrons. Richie, tonight we are doing the NFC East. So just a little bit of procedural works for the next couple of weeks. We've got preseason started, which did you have any massive takeaways from the preseason, Rich? Anything? Only, only all the rookie quarterbacks looked okay. Lawrence looked okay the when they takeaway. could protect him. I'm, I'm terrified that Lawrence is going to get killed this year because <laughs> yeah, he's just running around. The Jags' O line's not very good, and their receiving group's not phenomenal either. So that's the concern there. But Justin Fields was a standout for me. He looked outstanding. Um, the other thing, uh, Zach Wilson, I, he wasn't that good. Like he didn't play, but his arm is fucking live, man. That's Holy what I was saying. shit. Whole, that's, that's why I said I kind of think he might be the best one. I said it, I think, the week before the draft show. Mate, he, he oh my God. It's it for real. Zips. It's for real. Now, he needs to learn some touch. That's what he needs to learn, which will take time. But, mate. His receivers, literally, that ball was coming out and the camera couldn't keep up with them. How quickly. It reminded me of like a better version of Ryan Mallett a few years ago because Ryan Mallett was a lot, had a lot of problems. Man, he had a cannon. Um, it was very similar to that. But yeah, he was he impressed me. Um, it's effortless too. It, it, yeah, it's effortless, effortless. Quick as well. Just quick, <laughs> Real quick release, which is really important. I can see watching him, except everyone knows I'm not a big college guy, but watching him 
throw it around. I could see where the attraction was in Zach Wilson. It became pretty clear. Um, lunch tray threw a nice touchdown pass, 80 yards, which was which was cool. It was a good play. He made a few mistakes, but all reports are he's been very good in camp. Very, very good old lunch tray. Yeah, he'll be starting quick, I think. Yeah, um, I think so too. He, he just um, – he, he, he left the pocket a couple of times we didn't need to, but then a couple of the other times where he did need to, he can buy time, he can find receivers on the move. Um, he was good. He's got to protect the football better than what he did though. Um, but all in all, like, hey, Who's if you're a Bears he, fan, uh, you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, he looked he looked good. Who's the other one that threw the big eight? Oh, just not, not a rookie – but Drew Locke put a bit of a dint into that starting role because that throw he threw, which literally I reckon went almost 80 yards in the air. Um, look, Teddy Bridgewater's a lot of things, but he can't do that. And that's the stuff that coaches look at and go, holy shit. Like, not many guys can make those throws. And Drew Locke, again, has a lot of flaws and has shown a lot of flaws, but that's the stuff that's going to win him that job. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm not sold. I'm not sold on Teddy Bridgewater. I don't think they're going to roll with him. Me either. Their problem right now is that that is that coaching staff must be a millimeter away from saying the line. Oh, I think we've got two starters, which means you have none. What What do they say? If you who's the old line? If you if you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. Exactly. Yeah. It's a hundred percent what it is, and I think that's where they are to the point where, um, oh, who's the backup running back there behind Melvin Ingram? Um, I see Melvin Gordon. Sorry, in Denver. <sighs> yeah. Backup Not- running backs escaping my name, but I reckon he is going to get a ton of work this year because he had a reasonable year last year and with no quarterback play and Gordon will just break. Um, Royce Freeman? Uh, Javonte Williams? I'll look it up. You know, you're, but, not, you're not um, thinking of the one that, like Philip Lindsay, that's not there anymore. No, 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 no. No, no all good. No, nah, so else. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, but that'll be interesting. That'll be a run first team. Just keep in mind, though, to everyone out there and all the people that might be a bit new to football, preseason means shit. It doesn't mean anything. Oh, yeah. Enjoy if it. Anyone's it's betting, if anyone's betting on it, dear God, stop. Yeah, don't bet on preseason. Don't, don't bet on the preseason. Yeah, as you can <laughs> see. you're betting over under season totals. Yeah. That's fine. And the, the, the common thing with preseasons are the team, the offenses really struggle and defenses tend to do yeah. better. The scores are and, lower and it's because offense is way harder to get. Not harder to play. I'm not saying defense isn't hard. Offense is harder to get right. There's, there's a lot more to it to get it right. Whereas defense, if you line up correctly and know your role, you can get it done. Whereas the offense relies on everyone knowing their role and lining up correctly to be, yeah. to be you know, to be efficient and score. Um, and also mistakes, and penalties, all that sort of stuff. Officiating. They officiate it so much tougher in the preseason to get the guys ready for new rule interpretations and all those sorts of things. They yeah. do officiate it tighter in the preseason. There was a drive I was watching during the week. Um, I swear there were eight plays and there were seven penalties. Yeah, it's it's always like, like it's, that. They do it on purpose. It, it, yeah. In the preseason, they will always officiate it harder to almost set a baseline. It's like, oh, okay, this is what we've got to do and this is how we've got to and players all adjust. Officiating comes back a little bit. And that's where you are for the season. So, for all those reasons, preseason football is terrible. But the next round of games should be the one to keep an eye on. Yeah, really the starters will play most. They'll play like most of the first half normally in, in week two, and then week three is just you know, unfortunately, week three are special teamers and guys who are about to get cut the next day. And they, yeah, and you know what, week three is not. Day. It's not terrible because there's a lot of guys that are you know playing for that 
chance to maybe steal that last spot, you know, or to make a practice call or for someone else to notice them. So there is some passion and some effort, but yeah, it's not something I'd line up for or certainly take a day off. Just quickly, the Colts. So Wentz obviously had injured. Bit of a battle between Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger. Um, got some first team reps. Eason got to start this week. Ellinger's going to start next week. The reports are they're battling for the number two, but I've got a certain Texas fan in my ear that reckons that Ellinger is the man and might be better than Carson Wentz, um, which I said, it's not, that's not too big a call. Carson Wentz has been fairly average the last two seasons, but both of them performed fairly well. They're a little bit up and down as you expect, but Ellinger, big dude, big arm, can, can move a bit, tough dude, like scored a game-winning touchdown. Not, I know it's preseason, but you know, a game-winning drive, no matter what situation, that's a bit of pressure on you. It, yeah, it, they both kind of impressed me there at the Colts. I think I don't think the I don't think Wentz is, you know, with what if Wentz plays like he did last year, one of those guys will, will take his spot at some point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not as sold. I mean, if 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 Ellinger was that good, everybody would know more about him. But I can line up. I'm saying, like, what about like NFL a Gardner Minshew type of situation with Ellinger? Like Gardner Minshew, yeah, Gardner Minshew's no, not the guy either, and he's yeah, not yeah, yeah. No, done. no, no. I'm not saying he's the guy, but I'm saying, but Gardner Minshew was basically like seventh round pick or something like that, and then got to play meaningful snaps for a team. Yeah. The only difference is that yeah, but the only difference is that if he could like Ellinger or Eason could play meaningful snaps for a team that's very good in a lot of areas. They've, yeah, they might not be very good if, if he's a the guy the center isn't very good. Hey, so, keep in mind, they, again, they won nine games with um, Jacoby Brissett. Just let that sink in. Or maybe 10 games a couple of years ago. So, it's a, I, I think it's Wentz's team. I think we all know it's Wentz's team. But like, there's reports are Wentz is in front of his recovery and they, they think potentially he could play week one. I don't believe that. I think he'll miss a couple. So, as I said, in the words of Rex Ryan, one of these fuckers are going to have to play for him week one and two. So that's the, that's what I mean. Like they might be fighting for the number two job right now, but they're fighting for a chance to start a couple of games. Yeah, and if you're playing over under rookie quarterbacks, if you'd got an Ellinger early enough, I reckon his over under would have been half a game. Yep, hundred percent. So there's every chance you're gonna you're gonna roll that. But um, yeah, I mean, look, we'll see. It'll be interesting. I think he's, um, I mean, he's okay. Like, he, he didn't take Texas places. I mean, he's not like Vince Young, who literally picked up the Texan pro, uh, the Texas program, which hadn't been that good before he got there and has been dog shit since he left. And he dragged them to a national championship. Vince Young, and man. And Texas a, fans aren't going to give... Well, some will give him the credit and some won't, but this is a guy who was uber elite at college. Yeah. Like, he was uber elite. And if you want to see... If you want proof of it, go put on the Rose Bowl game for the national championship, him versus USC with Matt Liner under center on the other side of the game. They're one of the best college football games of all time. Matt Liner. Amazing. God, what a, what a couple of busts. What a couple of busts. Yeah. Um, the other one that I found interesting was New Orleans. Um, neither Winston or Taysom Hill were any good. They were both... What a shock. I would describe them as incredibly average. That's They did not I've look good at all. Up. I've been leading this marching band straight down Bourbon Street in 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 New Orleans, telling them they don't have a quarterback and they're going to be have a bad year. Plus, Michael Thomas, from all reports, wants out and he's being a massive dickhead about it. Old slant boy is just yeah, he is being a typical 
prima donna wide receiver. He must be must have been hanging out with Terrell Owens in the off season because he's carrying on like an idiot and for no reason. He's so he's like the second highest paid receiver in the league. I don't know what his problem is. But I think his biggest problem is he knows he's the quarterback sucking that team's not going to be good. And his his production is going to drop dramatically because Drew Brees isn't yeah. there to spoon feed him anymore. I'm not saying Michael Thomas Correct. is a bad player, but you know. Like when 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 Jenkins called him a slant boy, he wasn't lying. He's a short route specialist. He's not a guy that goes downfield. And to do those routes, you need a quarterback that has timing and accuracy. And that's what Drew Brees had. He had arguably the best ever in the NFL in terms of accuracy and timing. Like his accuracy in a season is, I think he's got like the top five seasons in terms of pass percentage accuracy. So um, people will say, oh, that's because of his, he, you know, the scheme they ran. Rah, rah, rah. I'm like, man, he, anyone can run if. If anyone could run a scheme that got 70%, wouldn't you just copy Sean Payton and do it? There's a reason teams don't do it, because they didn't have Drew Brees to run it. Like, I'm sorry, because if that was the case, if it was just, oh, you run Payton's scheme and you throw it 70%, everyone would have just done it and copied him, which I'm sure everyone tr- has tried to copy what he does, including all his coaches, tr- his coaching tree that have now gone on to coach elsewhere. So, yeah, it doesn't work that way. Um, quickly, before we move on as well, uh, I just had one more point. Joe Flacco plays for the Eagles. <laughs> I knew this would come up. <clears throat> It'll come up a bit later when we do the other I don't think it's Jalen Hurts there, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it um, I don't think he's any good, and I've been happy to say that for a couple of years. I, I, I think Flacco might start. The Eagles are going to stink. Well, we're going to talk about the Eagles tonight, but I don't know. I've, I'm a bit torn by them. Also, the other one, um, the guy we didn't talk about, old McCorkle down in New England, um, he looked exactly what I imagined him to look like. He little just little dink and dunks, just just, just drop it off to guys to make make plays. Um, but the beauty of the Patriots is that's all they're going to ask you to do as a quarterback is do what you need to do, and Josh McDaniels will scheme it up to get guys open. And if he can hit the passes, that's what Cam Newton's problem is: is that he can't hit the dink and dunks. He can only hit the sixty yarders or run with it. Um, Whereas McCorkle, I don't know. I reckon, I think Cam Newton will get the start. I think he'll play okay early. And then like last year, it'll go off a cliff because teams will go, well, hold on. If he can't run, he's terrible. Let's just force him. Let's just make sure he can't beat us running and we'll take our chances with him throwing. And then McCorkle will be in there. And you know what? I'm going to call him McCorkle forever. I don't care if everyone calls him Mac Jones. His name's McCorkle. I'm calling him the cork. If he ends up, if he ends up like, uh, you know how many jokes we have with him? Look at him uncork that ball for a touchdown. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait for all the puns. Um, but I think that's most of the preseason. I said preseason week one's okay. You see a few guys. I like seeing the guys later in the games that are, you know, really fighting for spots. You know, it's it's cool to watch them. But there's also some guys that you sit there and go, like I'm sure they they kill any local league or you know other league below the NFL. <laughs> but you look at some of these guys and you're like you are just not on the same level as some of these dudes out here. Like, which is amazing. I guess all, all forms of football have that, you know? Guys that are just on the low end of the of the, the totem pole. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and really, at, at the end of the day, the preseason is there for two things. One, to get everybody in sync. Yep. That's why the league started so poorly last year because they didn't get to have camp. Yep. The second thing it's for is getting your starting 53 ready yep. and that requires another 40 schmoes coming down and being camp legs camp arms camp receivers yep. you, you need those guys now every now and then you find a diamond in the rough and you're like wow 
and they make it. But most of those guys just come in and out. They bounce in and out of four practice squads. They go to four different preseason camps and they're out of the league and they finish their career with four games. Yeah. That's what most of those guys who don't make the 53s and make the, you know, come into camp when the Rosses are 90, mm-hmm. 90. Double, almost double what it's going to be when you play. And they all get chopped. Yeah. And, and that's hard, but. Most GMs you know, and coaches will tell you they know they're 40. They know they're 40, 42 before they even get into the camp. Like, so there's really, you're fighting for almost 10 spots plus practice squad, but you've got, you got 10 practice squad members. That's what you're fighting normally, for. You're normally, the only position that is available is the last spot in every single yeah. position group. Yeah. Unless someone ex- unless someone blows the door off and just dominates, then you're like, okay, well, even we, then, we found they one They get here. that last one. Yeah. There's they not often, the yeah, because there's not and often the two guys that blow the doors there. off. Yeah. Exactly. The guy you might have last had last penciled there drops off. Yeah. And then, as you said, you might get onto a, 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 a um, practice squad, which has been expanded in the last couple of years, yep. and, and you get to hang out for the whole year, um, earning your, I don't know what practice I think squad it's guy six, gets. It's six grand a week or something. No, it's six grand a week. A week? Six grand a week. A practice squad? Yeah. Jesus. Well, but, um, well, minimum minimum wage for the NFL is nine nine hundred thousand, nine hundred eighty thousand. That's the minimum that you get, feel right? Yeah, that's the minimum they. Can, oh, that's vet minimum actually. I think rookie minimum might be higher or lower. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm just gonna try and find it. Yeah, six hundred sixty thousand is the minimum. Minimum, yeah, and then I think I practice squad. I'm certain it's six grand a week. Certain of it. I'll look it up. Well, if you're but getting sixty thousand for seventeen games. Um, Sorry, yeah, I was wrong. Eight thousand four hundred dollars per week. So you'll earn one hundred forty-two thousand for seventeen weeks. Which, if you if you're over you two years of experience, yeah. you get twelve thousand per week. Yeah, that's why they don't carry those guys. That's why young guys. Base cost you. It's, it's base cost you double. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just coming back to the preseason. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's what it's for. It's to get the fifty-three ready to play. Yeah. We need forty of you. To help the other fifty-three get ready to play, that and that's what you're there for. Um, that's that's it. Preseason is. We've got three games in camp to work it out. Yeah, spot on, spot on. All right, let's roll in to the NFC East. As always, we will start from the bottom. We'll work our way up, and as we discussed not too long ago, Richie, minutes ago, some would say, uh, we'll start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, I think you kind of nailed it before. I was looking at looking at their lineup for for offense in particular. You're relying on guys that are unproven to to show you something. You know, I know Ertz has been there a while. There's reports he's going to get traded. Um, Devonta Smith is a rookie, high 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 pick rookie, and with a lot of promise. You've got Jalen Rager again, a second year guy who wasn't good in his rookie year. Emmanuel he a frog. is Rager a frog? Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, the running is it Emmanuel Sanders, the running back? No, Miles Sanders, the running back, um, who's into his third year, I believe. But you know, hasn't been. He's been okay, shown flashes. You know, you got Jalen Hurts. Um, I'm really happy for our our Aussie mate Jordan Mulata, who looks like he's going to start at left tackle. But again, an unproven guy in the rigors of an NFL season. Trust me, no one hopes more that he's an outstanding football player because his story is incredible. But you're relying on young guys. Then you oh, know. Speaking of Aussies, yeah, is Matt is Matt Leo still there? 
Yeah, Matt Leo is playing so on the he, de- yeah, he's defensive end still as well. He's still there. He's still there as a part of that yeah. um international pathways program. No, he's just a genuine roster now. There's no he you only got that for one year. So he's genuinely on the team. So we have to see if he makes the cuts, but fingers Excellent. crossed. Yeah, so there's a couple of there's a couple of reasons to root for the Eagles, which I haven't had in the past. And trust me, I want Jordan Malata to be better than to be really good more than almost anyone. But it's hard. The NFL's really hard and he hasn't been great yet, but he's improved, so there's chance there. But then you've got Lane Johnson on the other side who if we were talking three years ago, yeah, he's the best tackle, right tackle in the NFL, but we're not talking three years ago. He's, he's older now. Brandon Brooks, who I think is their best offensive player, is coming off an Achilles tear. He's a big, big, big man. Those guys don't recover quickly. And again, he's, he's getting up there in age. He's 31.9, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. So he's almost 32 years old. Um, Travis, um, Jason Kelsey, again, we're talking two years, three years ago, even two years ago. Yeah. I love him, but he's he's almost 34 years old. Like, he's just, they're aging out. So, you're relying on a lot of youth to come through and a lot of guys that are unproven to develop really quickly, quicker than what you'd expect them to. Um, an unproven quarterback who didn't show a lot last year and, you know, wasn't drafted that highly either. Um, or Joe Flacco. It just, the offense scares me. I just don't know where the consistency is going to come from. Can, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. Yep. They are devoid of talent. See, I don't know. See, I don't think that's no... fair. I think there's talent there. I just don't know how good it is yet. I don't know how good Defonte well, Smith that's is. That's not talent, and that's <sighs> the problem. Yeah, you're relying you're, on talent to come you're through. Using the, you're using the dirtiest word that's in football, and that's potential. Mm-hmm. Potential yeah. gets you fired. Yeah. Now, they they might be good. And there might be potential, but I don't know that. You don't know that. The whole league doesn't know that because right now I believe there is a devoid of talent at the Philadelphia Eagles. No more than a quarterback. Yeah. Like if Joe Flacco is starting games for these guys, he is finished, washed up, done. He was done three years ago. There, I, I think you have... You, you can't start him. You have to start Jalen Hurts, even if you don't know if he's any good. Go take chances. Like, like I'm sure, and when I say any good, I'm always talking to the NFL standard. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah Of course yeah. he's good. Yeah. He's in the NFL. Yeah. But I can't see a universe where Jalen Hurts is a top 10 quarterback. No. I just can't see it. And then your, your role to the defense, as in, I'm three years ago, Cox... Graham, they're getting me excited. They're not now. Like Cox, Fletcher Cox is is still good, but he's he's not he's not a top ten guy anymore. He's probably not even a top twenty or thirty guy anymore. Like it's just they're just the facts. Like he's only thirty. He's come off a couple of injuries. Like maybe he can turn it around. Like maybe he can he can have a, a couple more good years. But interior defensive line good is ones. hard. Yeah, interior defensive line is hard to dominate for so long. Damn Look at right JJ Watt. He was one of the best defensive players for five years, and now he's just a dude. Like, he's just a dude now. Um, yeah. You know, Graham's the same on the edge. He's a, you know, he's a hard worker and a, and a solid player, but they're not going to change games for you. And I like Darius Slay, but there's a reason Detroit didn't want him. If Detroit don't want to pay you all the money, it's not that he's a bad player. He's probably, I could probably argue that he's a, you know, top 10 corner. I could probably argue that, that he's around that 10 mark. Do, but, do, you, but do you remember, I remember when you and I were doing... Oh, it must have been four or five years ago. Mm. You and I were doing like an all pro team 
We yep. both had Darius Slay as the nickel. We're all excited that both of us had, had noticed how good he was. Yeah. That was five years ago, man. Exactly. Like this exactly. league moves fast. If Detroit doesn't really want to fast if Detroit doesn't want to pay like yeah, he's thirty one now, Darius Slay. Like that's the thing. Like you, you, you know, you at this point you're playing for his past success. Like I, he will he will be above average. Yes, he will. He's good. You can't have a team of just above average players. No, you need to have, you have or you to, can. You, you have elite. Yeah, you need to have a couple of elite guys and I just don't know where that's coming Always. from anywhere on this team. I don't know yet and at this point, if they're your question marks and there's no answers to them, uh, I'm not sure. I just don't think, and I, I don't think these guys, I said, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get behind a quarterback that didn't show a lot last year. I think they'll have flashy moments. Like, yeah, they'll probably put 40 on the Cowboys one game this year and everyone will think, God, Hurts has got a future. They'll probably have a couple of good games, but consistency is going to be a real issue because that's what happens when you don't have quality proven players. You don't have consistency and the good teams are consistent. That, that's what, yeah. you know, that's what it is. Take, take, take Tom Brady, is, consistent. Yeah. The hardest, they're coming off a train wreck. Of a yeah. season last year, their like coach, every everything's a train wreck. Like they literally signed Carson Wentz two years ago. He's not even on their fucking team anymore. They won a Super Bowl three years ago, and their coach and starting quarterback aren't on the team. And the hero that won it for him, Nick Foles, yeah. like none of them. Like that's not good. That's not. That just shows that they were they were a flash in the pan, and that's what I think they're going to be this year. I think they're going to be. I think they will be bottom of the division. I really do. And, you know, I said what I'm excited for for this team and I, I can't – I want Matt Leo on the team. That's his, that's the first thing. Come on. 100%. Get, get there. Make the team. That would be huge for him coming from that pathway program. And then I want Jordan, I don't want Jordan Mailata to play 17 games. And I want him to play well. I want him to play really well and be a good left tackle. I like him. The story is insane. I do think he's going to start. I, he, really I think he'll, he'll definitely get the starting spot. I'm, I'm almost certain. But it's just about how – how well can he play? And mate, his story coming like, within, I said, I play offensive line at a dog shit level to imagine him never playing and then being able to be where he is right now to be on a team as a left tackle, which is the hardest position to play on the offensive line. Um, yeah, I'm, it's, it's incredibly impressive. It's nothing but respect there from me. Um, let's move on to my Dallas Cowboys, Rich. Um, you you start us off. You start us off with the Cowboys. What what are you what are you liking about them? The shitloads of talent that's on that team. That's what I like about them. Now, I also thought that last year and the year before, and, and the year before, and the year not before. so much the not so much the year before. I think you'll find I was off them the year before. Yeah. The last year, I in. I think you'll remember our preseason show. I had them in the Super. Bowl. I remember. I remember. <laughs> and then. It all came undone because of Dak. Yeah, it's, now, it's, it's hard to blame. Because the, like, the offense was still really good without Dak. The offense was good with Andy Dalton. Let that sink in. You know, like it, it's got talent. The, it's, But it's not they've, they've got talent. There's shitloads of it. The wide receivers, I, I'm telling you, oh. argue with me on any other team that's got three better guys. No. I'll fucking I'll argue oh. black and blue with you. Now, the Steelers, I, I like their depth and their... But, the Steelers don't have one guy. Yeah, Bucks. Bucks. I'll argue with you, but yeah, like there's, I I think I think you could you you could make a point for both of them. That's what I mean. Like I yeah. think they're loaded. Cooper, like I, arguably Cooper might be the worst wide receiver of the three of them. I honestly reckon he Gallup's is. the best. I, told I think you that Gallup last year. and Cooper's outstanding. And people are like, oh, he's been around. He's twenty seven years old. He's in his there's prime no. right now. 
you know? And then you've got Lamb and Gallup. Like, I just hope they've got enough money to pay Gallup. I hope they can get rid of the Ezekiel Elliott contract so they can get Gallup re-signed because with Zeke's money, you could sign three Gallups. That's that's the terrifying part. And that's, I guess, just talking about the offense. Zeke's in great shape. He looks really fit. Hard knocks. It was fun seeing him on hard knocks. I'd never seen his personality before. I don't think I'd ever seen him quite in depth. Mm. I really liked him. Like, he was real funny and... A bit dopey, like a bit, a bit, bit of a doofus, but a likable one. Like I quite enjoyed him. Yeah, hey, I enjoyed. Doofus, here's the football. Yeah. go smack through there. I did. I enjoyed him, and then just while we're on it, like Dak Prescott was. I would have thought Prescott would have been a bit more goofy than what he was, but he was fucking intense, man. <laughs> like How's he just that scar. Oh yeah, it was nasty. How's the scar from the surgery, mate? When they showed that video again with the ankle sideways, you forget. Hang like out. I can remember sitting there. At bloody five o'clock in the morning and messaging you just being like, I feel sick. Like I, yeah, I was, I was devastated for him. Um, like he, but he said it's the, the offensive line, everyone stays healthy. Martin's still a top guy. He's, he's still yeah, a they're top expecting, guy. They're expecting a healthy Tyron Smith. Yep. Landall Collins and Zach Martin. That's the key. They can't, they're expecting the three of them to be a hundred percent. Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins didn't play a game last year. They did not exactly. play a game for them. And then their backup got hurt for the year too. They, they played with the third string and fourth string tackles the whole year. Like Lyle yeah. Collins the, the year before was the best, one of the best right tackles in the NFL. And he's yeah. 25. He's not, it's not like he's yeah. aged out. He's 28, sorry. No. I was, I'm a bit off, but he's not old. And Smith, everyone thinks, oh, you know, Smith is getting old. Rah, rah. He's 30. He's 30 no, he's years not, old. Yeah, he's not old. They, he was drafted as a 19-year-old. People forget that. You know, when he signed his eight-year deal, he was literally 22 years old in his fifth year in the NFL. So this is the thing, like the offensive line's great on paper. Connor Williams from all reports has really started to develop well at left guard. He had some footage about him going into it with Aaron Donald and, you know, Aaron Donald's always going to win a lot. But what I liked about it was they were they were absolutely getting into each other and Aaron Donald actually said after that, they had a couple of scuffles and stuff like that. And Donald said after, he was like, yeah, that Connor Williams, like he didn't back down one step. And I, I like that no lineman, you know, if you don't have the talent to beat a guy, at least scrap with him all day, get him frustrated, make him throw some punches, get him get his get his game off, you know. Um, offensively, I like them. Defensively, again, solid on paper. Lawrence can play at a high level. He's shown they, that in the past. They can't be as bad as last year. There's no way they can be that, as bad. That's impossible. That's impossible. Diggs is a solid rookie. He was a solid rookie season. Brown and Lewis, they're solid corners. Are they amazing? No, they're solid. Um, Parsons has looked, you know, if nothing, super athletic and super active in the preseason flies snaps. Around. Yeah, he flies around. Everyone knows I love Leighton Vander Esch. I think he's a great player. Jalen Smith is a concern. I feel like he's kind of the old one out there. I don't think he's the same level of athlete, but it's not a bad guy to have as your third linebacker. You know, he's not terrible. And they're brought in, you know, Kazee. I didn't realize they'd signed Malik Hooker from the Colts who had an Achilles tear last year, didn't get picked up by the Colts in their fifth-year option. But, you know, he's another good pedigree. Keanu Neal, another first-round pick who all came from Dan Quinn's system. Um, they're certainly, they shouldn't be as bad. Um, you know, and you could argue well, last year this team wins the division if Prescott doesn't get hurt. And they probably win it comfortably. Going away. Going yeah. away. The, the biggest problem, yes, the defense was awful last year. But you've almost buried the lead. You talk about guys... Your entire draft class was spent on the defensive side of the ball. It was, it was linebacker, corner, D-line, D-edge or edge rusher, cornerback, yep. linebacker. It was all defense, and it was all guys from, I mean, besides 
um, Kelvin Joseph, the, the corner out of Kentucky. Everybody else was from big programs. Who they like. They really like Kelvin Joseph. Yeah. And they've got guys he, back. He Hill. Hill was a second round pick the year before. Tristan Hill, the D tackle. Randy Gregory yeah. is back. And from, again, training camp reports, but from all reports, and Tyron Smith personally said himself, he's been giving me a bath. Like he's been, he's been an absolute handful. A lot of people don't understand. Randy Gregory would have been a top 10 pick if he wasn't a total knucklehead. Like the reason he fell to the second round was because he was an idiot and couldn't stop smoking weed. Now, now all of a sudden, hey, the rules of the rules have eased up, eased up, and now you've got a guy who can be in the league and smoke weed. So he's now performing well. Like I'm sure he was smoking weed in college when he was dominating college. I almost guarantee it. Of course he was. Um, but look, yeah. Look, don't we put a cherry on it? Yeah, tell me. I'll put it. I'll put a cherry on it for you. If Mike McCarthy can get out of out of the most talented team in the NFC East's way, and just let them play, yeah. I got more faith in Dan Quinn on the other side of the ball than I do. In Mike McCarthy, which I think is saying something, but well, if McCarthy can just stay out of out of their way, and Dak is not hurt in any way. Yep. Like if he comes back, he's healthy and he's all good. You're staring down the barrel of an 11 win team. Yeah, look, simple look, as that. I'm, I'm going to give some taste. I've been called in the past for being overly biased towards the Cowboys, and this is I'm just I put up a little bit of a thing. All right, so coaching's a huge concern for me. I don't have any faith in McCarthy. I don't like him at all. It's been I didn't like him when they hired him and I don't like it now. I think he's he's vanilla on offense, doesn't create motions, doesn't put players in positions to succeed. Simple as that. Now, could I do a better job? No. But I'm not paid to do it. He is. Dan Quinn. He had one of the crappiest defense in the history of the league two years ago, to, in, for two years running in Atlanta. They won a Super Bowl off the back of Kyle Shanahan and a dominant offense. His defense has not been they good. Didn't win it. Yeah, sorry, they lost it, twenty-five to three. Remember, remember that they lost it. I was there. Um, Lawrence hasn't played consistently since since he got his contract. Whether that be injury or performance, he just has not played at that elite level that he did the year before he got signed. Now, I was banging the door to sign him. I agree, you had to sign him because DNs that played like that as a top five defense, you have to sign them. But he hasn't played well. Oh, Leighton Vanderesh, love him. I'd marry the guy, but he's hurt. He's inconsistent. He's unreliable. It's it's Sean Lee all over again for me, and I've been hurt too many times by Sean Lee. I've seen this. I've seen this movie before, Richie. Uh, you know, outstanding linebackers that don't play often. Jalen Smith just isn't the guy he was two years ago. It's as simple as that. And because of that, they've had to use the first round pick on Micah Parsons, who taking the player out of it, I think he'll be a nice player. But taking an off ball linebacker in the first round when you have two already that you like and that you've paid and you've spent pedigree on, that's not the right move as, a, as an organization. Um, take you know, Then you've got Trayvon Diggs, who everyone t- was so happy with last year. I'm telling you, I like Diggs. He tried hard, and his effort was there, but he got fucking torched all year. I'm, I watched every game, most of them three or four times. He was destroyed by opposition quarterbacks. They went after him. Now, did he try hard, and did he get some picks? And Yes, all that's there, but... You know what? Trying hard doesn't cut it when you have got guys putting 150 and two touchdowns on you and you get a pick late in the game when you're down 45 to 6. Like that that shit doesn't win your championships. And then to put the cherry on the top, you've got Ezekiel Elliott who has the potential, it's not there yet, but he he could be the poster boy for why you don't pay running backs. And it was the same when they signed him. I said don't sign him. Give him make him play his fourth year, fifth year him. 
Give him a franchise tag and give him a franchise tag and buy your four. You, you would have been in his second year of his franchise tag this season and had everything in front of you and known what, what, what you'd wanted to do. Like I could argue Pollard, actually, if you look at metrics, Pollard, the backup, is actually more viable as a running back and more productive with his snaps he gets. Now, I love Zeke and I hope he's successful, but there are the issues here. Now, all that being said, they probably win the division because I don't think any other team's good anyway, and they would have won it last year comfortably with Zeke's, if um, Dak Prescott played it, stayed healthy and the O-line was healthy. So that's just my concerns. I, I have a lot of worries about them, and I don't. I prefer us when we're underdogs, but it just doesn't happen because this division's never good. So that's that's where I am with them, and I'm I'm worried, Rich. I'm worried. I, I don't think they're going to be. That, I don't think they're going to be as good as people think. I don't think you have to worry. Because <laughs> only because of the division. There's too much talent in that yeah. crappy division. You could you could fall to ten wins. Yeah, we'll see. I, I, I'll see I how it turns look out. Look at your at your um, schedule. I, I dig in more to the schedule and things like that. You know, because th- there are wins and losses in the schedule that just don't count for anything else. So you got to find all those. But without digging too deep into you know, just not, just the fact you play in the East, I. I know we split. You split a lot of division games, but you also finished um, second last. So your, your crossover games are easier. That division sucks, man. I'm telling you. Yeah, we, you're, we, you're gonna, you guys are gonna fall to ten wins. We get the Chargers over yourselves. We get Carolina. The Patriots will be tougher in in New England too. Minnesota, Lynn, no. I'm, not, I'm not high on them. Denver, I'm not. Or we're not. If they got a quarterback, I'm high on them. But I don't know the, the Falcons. I'm not high on. Chiefs will be tough. The Raiders at home, I'm not high on. The New Orleans Saints, I'm not high on. You know, uh, the Cardinals, I'm not high on. Especially second last game of the season. Their, their season could be done by then, and Kyle Murray could be turned to dust. So you never know. Uh, let's move on to the New York Giants. Um, I had a bit of a look at these guys today, just offensively. They made some good additions. Like you keep in mind, they get Saquon Barkley back. Um, I like Evan Engram as a tight end. He's super athletic. Uh, Slayton's a great wide receiver. Kenny Golladay is, you know, when he's when he's been healthy in the past, again he he can play at a very high level. Tony, the the rookie wide receiver, who you know they did reach for in the draft, but from all reports, he's an outstanding athlete and a playmaker and could could be versatile for them. Um, but none of that helps when you've got the turnover machine in Daniel Jones playing quarterback and an, and an offensive line that I literally sat there trying to find. Like, I like Hernandez. He's, he's tough as nails and he'll, he'll hit a guy, but he's not a quality offensive lineman. He's at best an above average starter, at best. Um, like, Thomas, again, we've joked about it plenty of times. Andrew Thomas was the third pick in the draft and the three linemen taken after him have all been comfortably better, include two that were all pros last year. So you can sit there and argue with me, oh, he might turn out all right. They still screwed the pick up. There was better players that everyone thought were better players than Andrew Thomas. Like the Giants, were the, again, Gettleman was the only one who thought he was better. So offensively, all that put together, we talked about the Eagles earlier. I'm not confident that do, there's anyone that can sorry, make plays. On that. Yeah. If you do think that guy's you've got to trade down. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, that's what Gettleman does, though. If, he doesn't. If that's your pick. Yeah, that's but what, your what they guy. should have done is is traded down and got. Of course. And then you know what? One of them would have been pick there. Pick him anyway. Yeah. Just pick him anyway. At later. best, you would have got you would have got Jed, Jedrick Wills, who's at the Browns, who's proven he's better than Thomas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or worse, it would have been one of those two would have been left to. Yeah, 
yeah. or the guy you got, or the guy you drafted it for, or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, God, it's, it was it's insane to me that the moves they, Gentleman's, he's a moron. It, I, as I said, I, I, I like to quote um, Mays when he was on. It's like some gems that like every other job they're just not good at their job you have to understand that that sometimes guys just aren't good at their job and that's the reason why they're why they why they're not they don't do a good job um offensively yeah I'm, I'm real worried what's your thoughts on daniel jones genuinely like do you think he can turn it around and be a good player no and everyone will point to Josh Allen as a guy who was saying that about. Well, they're using the around. comparable. No one's ever had the jump that Josh Allen's had in his fucking life. Like, nope. no one's ever had that. Like, he, that is the biggest outlier in the history of fucking quarterbacks, Josh Allen. To be, to, to put it mildly, in the NFL, we kind of either see it straight away or it doesn't happen. Well, they show something. Like Joe Burrow was Joe Burrow amazing last year? No, but you watched him. Like Zach Wilson's a prime example. He might end up being good, but when I watched him throw the ball the other night, I was like, whoa, that's something there. That Justin Fields, yeah. there's something there about him. The way he moved and could throw on the run and direct yeah. things and his confidence. Daniel Jones' best play was when he fucking broke out for a long run and then tripped over 15 yards short of the end zone. But that's his most memorable play in the NFL. He fumbles. Yeah, he's, he's bad. He, make, he that, is not being good. Give me Donald. never looked. Oh, me too. Th- that stuff just never leaves you. And call it the eyeball test. Call it the we've yeah. seen this movie test. Whatever you want to say. Once we kind of sing you, and we kind of know what you're going to be. Even if you're behind a, an o, a bad O line or all these things, you go back and watch Peyton Manning's first year where they lost every single game. He, he was still, still good. Looked like he was going to be good. Yeah. No one was going. Oh, they've got to move on from Peyton Manning. You know, and I'll, I'll flip it with you and say, go watch, go and watch Josh Rosen's first season in the NFL. No one was watching him going, yeah, I think he could turn it around. Literally, that's why they were like, we're going to draft someone else. You know, yeah. watch, they knew they watch, got it wrong. They Pat- knew they had it wrong. Patrick Mahomes had one start his rookie year, the last game of the season, and they basically went goodbye, all pro Alex Smith next year. But that's literally yeah. from one game because they you could see it. Um, yep. Talking about Giants defensively, I do like their defensive backs. They brought in a Dory Jackson who's who's an up and down. You know, he's he's a streaky guy, but high pedigree has played has played well in the past. Um, McKinney's a first round pick. Their slot corner, Bradbury played really well last year as a starting corner. I do like him. Jabril Peppers, who came over from from the Browns, again another really solid guy. Logan Ryan, do I love him? No, but you know he's a solid guy that works hard and has fit into a scheme. Blake Martinez. He'll tackle a guy. It might be seven yards downfield, but he's got effort and hustle. Leonard Williams, again, proved a lot of people wrong, Leonard Williams. That ended up being a really good move by Gettleman. I think he kind of lucked into that, to be honest. And now they're paying him a lot, so let's see how he works out. Dexter Lawrence, a solid first-round pick. But again, the issues, I like their back end. They've got some players. Average edge rush, which means if you don't have edge rush, you rely on blitzing. And when you have to rely on blitzing, good teams can then can, can tower you up and, and make... They can scheme against you when they know what you have to do. The, the scariest defense, and take the Bucks for example, is a defense that can rush four and get to you every single time. That's when it gets really hard because then you've got a lot of guys in coverage too that can generate turnovers and make things happen. And then you can blitz because you want to blitz, not because you have to. Um, that what worries me at the defense. I just don't think there's... You know, you talk about top the, the best guy on this defense is probably Leonard Williams. And I, I don't know if I'm getting hyped about that. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're 
they're, they're too far away at the moment, and they just don't have a good enough quarterback. And I'm going to do a little... And keep in mind, they now. won six games last year. They won six games. And they, mm. I think they were. I think those games were a reach because I'm pretty sure they beat the Cowboys twice. And I'm telling you, the, the Cowboys have Prescott. They, they beat them. Um, so it's, I, mean, I just don't think they're that good at all. No, they don't have enough to contend. No. I'm saying. They might be okay. Anyone could win this division, games, in my opinion. It's but, anyone's division. Oh, I don't think so. Oh, oh. I don't think so at all. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's only uh, two teams can win this division. But you're right. They're, they're just, I said, there's there's nothing, when I look at this roster, when I look at, like, is Joe Judge a good coach? Like, does the act work? Like, I saw him in the preseason game. They were having, like, a friendly little interview with him at the start of the game or halftime or something. And he's just like, so, you're not Bill Belichick. Like, learn from Matt Patricia. You're not fucking Bill Belichick. Learn from all the guys in the past that have failed from it. Like Brian Flores is a great example. He's not acting like Bill Belichick at all. He's his own guy. And it, and he's been successful so far. So far. But it just shits me this stoned attitude of like, you know, I'm a hard ass. I do the, you know, if you fight at practice, you run laps. Like it doesn't fly. Like the 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 um center Joe Looney, longtime Cowboys center, went to the Giants for one day. Had they, or for like a week, had that fight, they made him run laps all day. So he retired the next day and said, Yeah, I'm done. I'm just, I'm just not interested. And Kane said, I'm just not interested in we're adults. You know, we're adults playing on a football team. This isn't college. This isn't this isn't New England where the you get treated like shit and you get worked hard to the bone, but the payoff is Super Bowls. And we're going to see that drop off without Brady there to with that guarantee of a Super Bowl. If you can guarantee someone a Super Bowl every second year, they, you know what? They're going to ride it out for five or six years and put a few in their pocket and then go and have some fun for other teams. Go and play in Miami and enjoy their time down there, you know? Um, that's, I, I just think it doesn't work. And I like, I like Joe Judge and I think he's a good coach. I do. But that hard-ass act, Richie, we've seen it before. When you win, it's great. When you lose, it's not. Ask people who have played for Lane Kiffin. The hard-ass, <laughs> asshole attitude only works you winning. That's why he's coaching some dog shit college team now. Oh, that's not true. He's a Where is he now? Where is he now? He's in Mississippi. Is he a head coach still? Yes. Where was he? Where was he two years ago? I thought he was in some lowest Florida, Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic. Sorry, but are you banging down the door for Mississippi? You reckon, are they going to be national champions Obvious. this year? Hey, they play in the SEC, mate. Right, best, ev- best place to try and get one. Everyone plays in the SEC now, Richie. Don't you know? No, that's not true. <laughs> Fucking Texas. <laughs> Let's move on to the Washington football Fuck team. Those guys. <laughs> you got to get on the college show with the boys. That's going to be so funny. Just leave. Just leave the whole state. They're ruining Texas football. <laughs> the Washington football team. Um, I want to start on defense for these guys because I think defense is, is cool. the positive here. <clears throat> They've got some dudes. They've they've got yeah, some they do. absolute guys. I think I think Chase Young is he's going to be in contention for a defensive player of the year this year in his second year. Um, he's very he good. So special. He's really he really good. So special. Yeah. And you've got um, Allen inside, Payne inside, two big, uh, both former first round picks as well inside, and then Montez Sweat, who's a really good speed rusher, who's another first round pick. So you got four first round picks starting on the edge. Um, it's pretty loaded. Bostick's good. I think they drafted 
uh, a linebacker with their first round pick yeah, as well. Yeah, Jamin Davis. Yeah. They just kept loading up. Yeah, so they're loading up. Landon Collins, who's a guy that I like as safety, I think. Is he what he was at the Giants those couple of years? No, but he's still really solid. Um, Fuller, a really solid corner, goes inside a lot, but can, can play everywhere. And they bring in um, William Jackson from the Bengals, who, again, another high pick that wasn't a bust in, in Cincinnati. He certainly wasn't a bust. Again, similar to Adoree Jackson, very streaky, but can make plays. And under a team that's going to have a very good pass rush, that's that's fun playing defensive back when you know that the guys are going to get there. Um, so defensively, I, I, I like them a lot. I even like Kelly Holcomb. I reckon he's a he's a real solid linebacker. Um, he might be the best fifty-five in the league because he plays every week, other than Leighton Vanderesh. Um, I don't know. I just I like their defense a lot. I think they're. They have the potential to be a top five defense, things going well. But they were very good last year, Richie. And what we know about defenses are it's very difficult to back it up. And normally when the hype's on a defense, that's when they hurt you. That's when they let you down. It's normally defenses that pop up out of nowhere that are really good. You know, it's hard to be a consistent defense for a long time. That's why things, you know, teams like the Legion of Boom, you know, the the '85 Bears, you know, those years, the, the Steel Curtain. That's why they're such a big deal because keeping those things together for so long is really, really challenging as a defense. Um, so that that's a concern. Yeah, and to put a little, um, a little bit more context on that for you, they were the number two defense. Um, I think at, come the end of last year. Um, which is obviously extremely high. But one of the more interesting things about them is whilst, yes, the defense was good, their turnover differential was still in the negatives. Yeah. So that's positive for that defense. So whilst they, yes, they did generate turnovers, their ranking wasn't all turnover-based or scores from turnovers. If you look at Tampa's defensive ranking from last year, whilst, yes, they were really good and they're very talented, tons of good turnover differential yep. and scoring defense to help drive the number up. Now, Washington didn't have that. No. So their good ranking was just through They're not necessarily good football play. Yeah. yeah which is which is Ron Rivera's down. thing. That's been Ron Rivera's thing. He will make you a good football team. But you need some elite players around you. Now, Chase Young, I believe, is elite. I, I really do. I, think, I don't know if there's anyone else on that defense that's going to... I think if you could stop Chase Young, basically if you can stop this defensive line, you can make some things happen against them, which is harder said than done. But after that, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of guys I'm like super super concerned about. But the D lines are concerned, and that's that's something you can build off. That's what we always say: you build from the inside out. I'm not going to bag them for for doing that now. Well, I, and and you talked about it. if you can get there with four, mm-hmm. and no, you can get there with four. You can do so much in the back end. They can get there with four. Yes, no I agree. Doubt. I agree. That Tampa line last year was good, and in that um oh. hard game, they got after them. They gave them so, a fright. I think. I think Washington's defense could be very good. And if a few things more go their way, I mean, I know you talked about defense doesn't necessarily return the following year. No. I think this one will. I think they'll be a top 10 defense. But I think if they can generate some more turnovers, they can take themselves to that elite level as that one-off flash in the pan. And it can definitely happen next year. I do think that linebacking core and the back end are good enough to take advantage of what that front four is going to give them. Bad passes, early passes, well, you, balls, you're all, gonna that, have, all that stuff. You're going to have seven guys back there doing it. 
That's exactly. Instead and of that's five. That's a huge plus. I would think they will average the year giving up less than 21 points a game. Yeah, I'd say so too. And they'll be very and that puts you in a winning position. And while we're talking about a winning position, flip over the other side. Mm. They know they didn't have it at the quarterback position, and they probably know they still don't have it. I was going to say, they I don't think they the have best it now. Placemaker. They went and got the best placemaker, placeholder, I should probably say, in the NFL, in Fitzmagic. But here's the thing and- with Fitzpatrick, and you know I'm a big Fitzmagic fan. I enjoy him. Where has he ever had team success? Never. The best year he ever had was no. at the Jets, and they went, they won 10 games or nine games and just missed out on the playoffs. So this is the issue, right? He, he does have a high turnover rate. That's been his downfall of his entire career. It's why teams haven't made him a franchise quarterback. When he's hot, he is fun and he makes plays. And these guys have the receivers to do that. Curtis Samuel is you know, an electric receiver. Um, McLaurin can take the top off. He's got elite speed. And Humphreys will be that solid white slot guy that you know his best career, his best season of his career was in Tampa Bay with Fitzpatrick where I think he caught about 100 passes. So there's continuity there. Their offensive line, I love Sheriff at right guard. Other than that, you've got a, a rookie right tackle in Cosme. I think it was a third-round pick. Said, we'll see. Um, Leno Jr., I saw him play at the Bears at left tackle. He's he's not a guy. He's, he's, a, he's a journeyman. I don't think he's the answer. And running backs, I like Gibson. He's a hard-running guy. They're going to have to rely on the running game and be tough inside. And they're going to rely on running game and play action for big plays. But Fitzpatrick's going to turn the ball over. That That's the bottom line. And you need to have a defense that can survive that a lot. And turnovers, as you just went through before, Richie, turnovers are the killers of good defenses because it puts them in positions where they're not they – they, where they put them in short fields where they can give up points easier. That's what kills defenses. So I I think Washington are the only team that can compete for the division. I, I believe that they're going to be they're going to be good based off that defense. But I'm just I, if I'm a Washington fan, I'm not getting excited about Fitzpatrick being my quarterback consistently over the space of a season. Well, look, he's never played in a playoff game nope. ever in his career. He's nope. never made the playoffs. Nope. Been on some shitty but, teams though, to be fair. Yes, exactly. Now, if we if we just look at Washington last year, they won seven games, mm. and they were one and five when Dwayne Haskins started. Like, just think about that for a minute. Dwayne Haskins so, is the fourth string for the Steelers right now, and that's what I'm talking about. The quarterback play was so bad for them. Last You're right. Year. They only have to get solid it's quarterback. Only play. has to be okay. But that's Fitz's problem. And they in the past, he can't just be okay. He's he's either got to be all or he's there was a game last year he threw four interceptions and got benched like he's going to do that to you and he might do it again but he's but probably also, he could he can also he probably threw for 400 yards and four yeah and that's the thing if, if he does that for 10 games you probably win all 10 of yeah. them and behind like that defense can, can we all right let's let's settle his glass is half full as a quarterback for your team mm. but that also means it's half empty yeah so this could this could really go either way. And I would think if I'm a Washington fan, I'm not excited that Fitzmagic is potentially going to start 17 games for me. But it's better than the last year. At least hold the reins till you get one. Yeah. But if this is the problem, though, if now, you get into this topsy turvy world where you never have a low pick, you never get one. We'll just take them all and go get one. Yeah. Just take, take all your picks and go get one. Yeah. Because contrary to popular belief, guys like. Prescott's and Russell Wilson's just don't happen very often. 
You know, even uh, Andy Dalton in the second round doesn't happen very often. Like guys like that, no. you don't get ten year starters out of the first round, out of outside of the first yeah. round very often. They're really hard. I mean, you could some like Tampa. I think took um, the Florida quarterback um, Trask. Trask, yeah, Trask Kyle. I can't remember. Oh, Kylie. And I think they took him in the third round or something like that. Yeah. He'll never start meaningful games for Tampa. He just won't. No, it just doesn't like, happen. There's outliers, but it, it doesn't it happen consistently. Not to. Yeah, no, and you can't make the exception the rule. If you're going to be, if you're going to be the what about Prescott guy, well then, I mean, th- that's luck. You know, he ended up in a good situation with an outstanding O line and an outstanding rookie running back behind him, who who made stuff happen. He's playing way better right before he blew his ankle out than he ever was as a rookie. Mm-hmm. So he landed in the right situation. And quite frankly, so did Russell Wilson. That's 100% he did. He played behind the best defense in the league for five years. They were yeah. People, if you have forgotten how good the Legion of Boom were, I feel sorry for you. They, like, they were literally terrifying for people. Like Guys were going to play them going, because not only could they, could they outplay you, they would just kick the shit out of you. Like Cam Chancellor is arguably one of the best safeties to ever play the game, and people just have forgotten about him. Earl Thomas, yeah. Russell, um, Richard Sherman in his prime. Like God, he talked shit. And he was good, but, but fuck, he was good. Like they were just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, yeah. You know, so like, it, it was yeah. They got to land in amazing situation, and he only had to beat out Matt Flynn. Yeah. Let's not forget that. He only had to beat out Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. So who basically got that contract because he broke the touch he tied the touchdown record in the last game yeah. of the season when they you rested Rodgers. You just have to land in the right situation. Either of those two guys could have landed somewhere with an established starter and they were drafted in the fourth round. Never the hear third. of him again. Never would have heard Well, of him Prescott's again. a prime example. If Romo doesn't get hurt, we never see him. Like, who yeah, knows? Romo not. might still be playing if <laughs> he never get hurt that get hurt that year. Who knows? Like, and, and and that's the biggest thing. So you can't rely on drafting those. You got to go get the top ones. Yeah. And if you have to do it the Brown style, we're drafting one every bloody year till you hit on one. Then so be it. That's what you have to do. Yeah. So if 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 you are Washington, where you're building yourself a bit of a window because you've got a really good defense and a, an exceptional D line, then I don't know, take the Rams approach and spend two first rounders and, and two seconds spread over a couple of years and see if you can get up to the top and pick the best one coming out of college. And yeah. Hope he's good enough. Yep. No, I agree. All right, Richie, give us your one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. There's not five teams in the East. Just so you know. <laughs> uh, Cowboys, football team, Giants, Eagles. I'm so fucking terrified of this, but as I said, the Cowboys just, they have too much talent. As I said, if I'll, put you, them in, I'll put them in the Super Bowl for you and muzz you again. <laughs> Don't you dare. All right, Cowboys, Washington, um, Eagles, Giants. I'm, I'm really not high on the Giants. I just, I, Daniel Jones, I, I think there's a chance Daniel Jones doesn't even start all 17 games for them. And not not because of injury, because they bench him. I, that's how I just have zero yeah. confidence in him. I think that that team could be blown up next year if it goes poorly. Gettleman's a, a shit show. I said I like Judge, but said no one likes an asshole when you're losing. It's as simple as that. And if you go into your third, you have your third losing season in a row. Doesn't matter how tough you think you are or how tough you instill on your players, just, you just don't last. So that's my worry. But no, I, that's stupid. I've got Giants, Eagles. Eagles are last. They got 
They're, they're going to be terrible. Um, all right, that's it. Want to thank again Burnley Brewing, our amazing sponsors. I've had the pale ale tonight. Fuck, it's good. Just a solid beer. You're getting into that. Um, our good friends Dylan, Dark Dark Horse Electrics, all below, guys, in the description. If you're on video or podcast, get down there. Go and show them some love on all the social medias. Um, give them a follow. Sort them out. He said, if you need some electrical work done and you live in Melbourne, um, get on to Dylan. He is outstanding. Get on to him. Um, and thanks to all our patrons for signing up. Love you guys and uh, best of luck for the Keenan Allen jersey, which will be coming up. Still a, still half a month away. So, hey, guys, get signed up. All right? Get signed up. Tell your friends. Um, and really appreciate all the guys who support us there. Richie, thank you very much, mate. Love your work. You will see us next Monday night. We're going to do both the Norths in the same night. So, we're going to be flying through the Norths. And then the next week, we have, um, we have prediction show. Prediction show. And then... Um, just for you guys know, for the season on a Sunday night, about seven thirty, eight o'clock, I'm going to be doing a live show with um, previewing the next morning's games, just a live show on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all our platforms, um, just going through the games. It'll be a different person every week who's going to come on with me, not necessarily always a vault person either, try and get a guest on a lot and do that on a Sunday night. So that's the plan for that first week. So we'll have the extravaganza show, the Sunday night live show, um, then obviously fantasy football podcast, get around them. They did their first episode for the season um, over the weekend. So get around Corey and Lewis, the college football boys are doing all their previews. College football kickoff next week, Rich? Week after. Week after, the week before the NFL. Is that right? Yeah. So that that, yep. that that season's coming up. So, hey, if you want your content, you find here at the Vault Studios. And Richie, thank you as always. And thank you everyone for tuning in.